The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku Podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of. As always, I am AJ, that's Jay. I am the strongest. And once again, we are the only ones who gave a shit enough to watch the whole series! Yeah. For this... Uh, it's, it's mostly called being horribly, horribly bored, and also having literally no social life. So there you That's go. All, that, that also uh, helps, yes. <laughs> so... What are we reviewing today if you can't actually read titles because you are from a foreign country and you accidentally stumbled upon this? In which case, konnichiwa or, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to say hi in other languages. Uh, Ola. Uh, Gewalt? No, that's, that's not that. But anyways. So, uh, today we are going to review the entire series of Common Rider Blade. Now, this is going to be really interesting because when I first saw this show, it was when fucking the only subs out there was TV Nihon. And if you've ever seen the TV Nihon subs for Kamen Rider Blade, if you've ever seen those subs, oh. Blade's, Blade's old TVN subs are borderline incomprehensible at points. Oh, yeah. Like, this is... It goes beyond, like, this is a bad translation, and this is, like, a machine translated a machine translation. It, it is... Almost, it almost reaches crab sticks. Borderline. Like, there is... Borderline crab sticks. Like, it reaches the point where, like, it ends up with a completely different plot than the actual show. It's that, like... It's that It's wrong. pretty bad. It's really bad. So, luckily, thanks to our good old-fashioned buddies at Exide Subs, wink, wink, shameless plug. We weren't paid for this, trust me. They don't have money for this. But anyways, plug uh, for them. Uh, ah, that's mm. true. We, I am expecting that check in the mail, Exide Subs. So, uh, time's ticking. Anyways, <laughs> so... <laughs> so, anyways, um... They, what, like, how, how long ago did they actually was finish last, it? wasn't that it long was, ago. It was at the end of last year they finished it. They, they did it all last year instead of doing a build, so. <laughs> wow. Mm. Um, so, uh, well, which is good. I mean, honestly, that's fine by me. We had, like, what, two other people doing build at the time, so. Pretty much. Matter. Um, so let's, so before anything, I just want to talk about the weird little history behind the subs. I know this is really, like, I know, like, this is weird starting off with that, but trust me, the subs for this series have gone through a fucking roller coaster. Oh, it, it really right? has, and it's, it's a nice little story. I think we can go into that. So, well, let's start with, you know, TV Nihon. TV Nihon, border, as we said, borderline crab sticks. Then there was Turnip Scrubs. Uh, they, they... Basically, what they tried to do was kind of fix it. It wasn't a rework. It was more... It's, they well, just took the subs and they kind of cleaned them up. Well, that's what a, a scrub job is. So in, when it comes to fan subbing, there's subbing and then there's what's called scrubbing, where scrubbing is you take a pre-existing translation, whether it be from some DVD somewhere or an official source or, I don't know, some bootleg or whatever... 
and you presumably have a better grasp of the you know origin language than whoever did the original subs so you kind of <laughs> compare what you can and figure it out from there because it's you know faster than doing a whole new translation and you know it might not be something you're, you're able to do as a full translation there so i mean to be fair the person who translated originally probably got all of their knowledge from french so, well, considering um, considering Takenoko is a half deaf Malaysian man who barely understands Japanese as is, that's uh, <laughs> that's not surprising to me. Um, but no, yeah, but, Turnip Scrubs was done by this guy. Uh, I think he went by Ragnarok. Um, he kind of got started in the fan subbing group by doing a. He was a he was a proud veteran of the Sub Goku Wars. Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get into that. I'm sure you already know the oh. story. We've, t- we've talked about that. So that was kind I, of have, his... Did we talk about that during Gaim? I think we kind of gave like a, a very vague overview of oh, it. Oh, jeez. The, the, the sub-Goku Wars are... That, that could be like a whole fucking <laughs> that, novel. That'd be worth like a, uh, a fun little like mini-episode. Um, oh, yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, he was, he was kind of... He was one of the many people doing Gaim, basically. And so, after a while, he was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna do something that matters. And he decided to do Blade. And he ended up finishing, at least, uh, mixed it together with the the Blu-ray. I think it was the Blu-ray. I don't remember if the Blu-rays were out at the time, but uh, higher quality, uh, like, the full 60 frame per second um, RAWs there. You know, back, back, this was, of course, back when they still filmed it in 60 frames per second. Um, we'll get into that, yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of disappeared. If I remember the story correctly, he had, like, college or something that happened that, and he just kind of... Yeah, he, it, it was a weird thing where he had started it, then he disappeared, had college, came back, and then he sporadically updated until he was actually done. Yeah, and I think a little bit after that, not not too long. Again, the turnips. Actually, no. They, I think he finished during Ghost, didn't he, or before Excite? He finished before Excite was a thing. If I'm remembering my story correctly, yeah. Well, no, no. I'm saying before Excite premiered. No, I no. Think. That's what I meant. He he finished before Excite subs was a was a group. So. Okay, so that because that cause that's what I was thinking. Like that that kind of fits with um. With what I what I thought, because I because I do remember him finishing a little bit before that, and then I think, then after Exit had ended, I don't know what crawled Excites, I don't know what crawled up their ass to like do Blade, but they kind of just said, like, eh, fuck it, we'll do Blade, we'll just. I mean, I'd prefer Blade over I don't know fucking uh, like Kabuto or whatever the like Hibiki. I mean, Hibiki kind of still needs decent stuff. Hibiki needs subs that don't make me want to shoot myself. Well, Hibiki okay? just in general needs. Blade was to... at least funny. Blade was at least funny. Hibiki was actually insulting at a point. Oh boy, Oh, uh, man, you kid, you kids, you new kids in this this group, you don't you don't know how bad it used to be. You don't know. I'm not joke like. Even it, like three it, or four it, years ago, it still used to be fucking awful. Like. It's weird to say, but I have seen two variations of your damn kids, and that's because I <laughs> I came into the fandom with TV Nihon subs along the same time, or like along the same time where like 
I was watch I was reading JoJo's part four with the fucking Duang subs. <laughs> Koichi and guys, really let me just tell you this right now. No dig. Let, let me let, let me just tell you this right now, guys. The Duang subs might be funny out of context, but if you're trying to read that shit, you will it will blow your fucking mind. There's a reason why people only post the like three or four screen caps of Duane, because the rest of it is literally incomprehensible. And it's not even, it's like, so it's not even bad. funny confusing. It's just confusing. It's so bad. But, um, yeah, so, uh, Excite had the blade buck crawl up them, or the blade undead, as they say. But, or, <laughs> um, they had, they had that, they had that little bug in them, and they just did it, and I think they did it pretty fucking fast, though. Like, they, they, did a, they did a pretty fast job. They pretty much did it throughout 2018 there, so they kind of wrapped it up near the end of the year, but they were pretty consistently, uh, releasing it from the, the end of X-Aid up to the end of last year. So yeah, yeah. So it's 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 interesting because I, I mean I'm glad they did it because without these subs, I would I don't think I would have actually cared to do this episode because I don't think we would have even understood what the fuck was going on. No, probably not. Like like no like I don't want to like make it any like sound like I'm bashing on Ragnarok, but let's be honest. Even with the scrubbing job, those subs are still just bad. No, like, yeah, like. That's the problem when you're doing like you're we're looking at scrub uh, scrub jobs. There's that you can po- it's it's the it's the old adage of polishing a turd where you can put as much effort into it as you want, but you started with shit and you you're never gonna get anything else than shit. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it so it's so I'm glad that they had this. Well, at least um, we can agree that they're better than Yango's scrubs for fucking Kaguto. God oh damn. Oh my fuck. Oh, he, you mean you mean the str- you mean the scrubs that he fucking gave up on? He didn't even no, they weren't even scrubs. He just fucking took TV Nihon subs and put better fonts. Actually, we're still talking about this, aren't we? Huh? We, it, 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 one of these days, we're gonna do an entire like mini episode on just like the shit that subtitles do, like subbing groups have done. Oh man, I can't, I can't really wait to get into like a, a discussion about sub ninjing. Oh my god, that shit always. There's a lot me of off. good subgroups out there, but there's also a lot of shit ones. <laughs> usually by one guy. It's usually the one guy. Yeah. Hi, Magenta. <laughs> Is Magenta still alive? <laughs> I think he might have killed himself. I think he no he doesn't he doesn't kill himself Jay remember he's localizing it so he went to the shadow realm. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Just watch we're gonna be we're gonna be the one at we're gonna be the assholes who actually gets an email from him. Oh my god! Wouldn't that be great? It's like he fucking like he's <laughs> he he's been gone for off. years and he just. The one time he finally comes back and it's us. Oh my god! Imagine that. I would feel honored. I would feel honored. I mean, I would too. I'm like, well, I mean, you, at least you listened to us. You bothered coming back to, to fucking message us. You know, it's hate mail, but it's something. <laughs> you know what they say: all mail is good mail. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, as as um, a brief tangent the aside. Was suggest, <laughs> As the episode suggests, yes, we're talking about Blade. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, and I guess, uh, you know, uh, sorry to cut you off, I was going to say that, 
the the weird story behind the subbing is almost kind of like it fits with uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff because Blade is mostly well known for the very heavy, extensive retooling it got in its second half there. Where uh, actually, that does something I'm gonna bring up. Funny enough, um, especially when we get to where exactly the retooling is now. I don't know if it's just something that I missed or if it's something that I didn't pay attention to because I, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's something that went over my head. I didn't notice that much change from the retooling from pre to post. There was some that was there that changed, but not that much. Not not to the point where some people had told me it was because there, there was somebody who told me that like it's like watching two different shows in in some aspects, yes. It is, but in others, it doesn't. Where you can really tell after a point, okay, this is definitely a different writer, but it's not enough where it's like, you know, I, you know, here again to bring up like Whiplash. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna compare it to you know the show that came afterwards, <laughs> Hibiki, where Hibiki <laughs> is also. Yeah, that's kind of funny when you think about it, doesn't it? Like Toei had this thing where like they were ch- like just for these two shows where they just changed writers for some reason well uh, and i don't know if it was because of ratings i think it was ratings well it was and it wasn't well it depends so okay well it's similar to hibiki where hibiki had it's i think the producer and the head writer i don't remember if it was the same person or both but basically the guy who was in charge of the show much like with blade they fired him and replaced him like halfway through the show and the entire the second half of both shows are radically different in terms of like the plot direction, and well, I guess the primary difference is that Blade ends up being good and Hibiki ended up being Hibiki, but that's because they got. If the- only they did that nowadays. Oh my god! Right? Remember? Hey Toei, I know it will cost you an extra two hundred yen, but fucking fire Ghost Head Writer, you fucking hacks. See the the problem there is that. With both shows, there was behind-the-scenes reasons. With Blades, Blade had very, very bad ratings early on. Like, oh, I've, I, I remember hearing about like not only bad ratings, but even like toy sales were just. Oh, then again, that this was still during the time where like rider toy sales were still going down. Like, yeah, this that, was like. So I don't know if I can really blame. So that, that I don't know if I can of... really blame Blade on that. Yeah, well, also, Blade doesn't have too much in really the, the way of toys, but that's less that's the, true. the point. No, what I, what it means is that, I, I mean, I, I did a little bit of research and I did some looking, like, the highest rating Blade got was its first episode, and that was, like, just barely breaking a 10% rating, and then everything else Ooh. was, like, 7s and 6s and stuff like that, and it's like, oh my god, dude. Ooh. Yeah, so that's why Blade got retooled. Hibiki's was because the producer uh, kept spending too much money and also taking too long <laughs> to uh, to actually make the episodes. As um, well as long the the constant rewrites and the everything else. Not that the show didn't have all of those after that point, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, dude, let's finish, <laughs> let's finish the script for the final episode an hour before we're supposed to fucking film it and release it to fucking Toei, right? Brilliant, brilliant idea. Lamau. 
Uh, so, so a lot of you might be listening and thinking, like, what the fuck does this have? It, it kind of helps to understand. It, it, it contextualizes a lot of what we're going to say because even though I did say the rework didn't do too much, there is still a lot in there that you can tell, okay, this changed. And somebody behind the scenes did change. Yeah, like... And you, it, it, it's, it's super fucking obvious when certain things are changed around. And again, we'll get into it. Um, because, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but like, but basically what I was saying was the reason we're talking about this so much is to contextualize it. So to help you better understand it, because this isn't like, like a Deno or a Kuga, like even Kuga, like you would, you would be surprised. Kuga was like the most, it was like one of the smoothest fucking productions ever. Like, it's not like a Deno or a Kuga or even like, uh, like a phase two Heisei, like double or deck or, uh, O's like we're just. It just went, and that was it. Like normal. Well, like, O's is a bad. Ex- is a bad example to use there, but. Well, I, I mean, in the sense that Blade and Hibiki had more internal politics. Not there's a fucking earthquake and tsunami that happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> really, it doesn't affect too much. Like, if you were to watch one episode from the earlier parts of the show and one later on, you might not notice it. I mean. A lot of it has to do with the the subtitles there, so some of that might be lost yeah. in translation. Like a lot of the actors still act the same, while their characters are still pretty consistent, uh, personalities and stuff. The the problem is that it's mostly like early on a lot of foreshadowing and like plot threads that get brought up and then are never mentioned again, or like oh this yeah. character is implied to be so and so and then they end up either not being important or being something completely different etc etc stuff like that yeah um so with that being said i think it's um i think we've already set the stage enough to be able to get into <clears throat> the show um so this is this is going to be kind of weird because it's kind of hard to to think where do we start with this do we want to start with like the way we usually do it, just go into the show exactly. Do you want to go with the characters? Because well, I think again, we, it, we it, usually weird. do start with the characters. So I guess we could uh, we could start with the characters there. Um, sure. Kenzaki is a uh, uh, well. Kenzaki's a fucking idiot, and I love him. He he's he's the perfect kind of idiot hero, where he's just kind of like he's not really stupid. He's just kind of like a bit dopey, but he's a good guy. He's. He is kind of like the prototypical hero. He is, I want to help everybody and be nice and blah, 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 blah. He, he's the type of guy who would accidentally help a robber rob a store. Honestly, yes. He probably would. And I'm surprised <laughs> they never did that. I mean, they kind of did, but that's besides the point. Uh, I guess, I guess. But still, like, I, uh, he's that type of guy. He's that type of really nice guy that you see and you think, <clears throat> yeah, I could see this guy being the hero. I can see this guy being him. Though this does run into one of our uh one of our rework little changes. His whole motivation for like well, I guess semi motivation which is his parents dying in front of him. We don't get anything re- resolution on that really. Not really. It gets brought up early on and then they just kind of like they bring it up every now and then. And the thing is I kind of like that, where it's just like, oh, well, I mean, you know, my parents died and it fucked me up as a kid, so that's why I want to, you know, I, I couldn't help them, so I want to, you know, help everybody else, so nobody else has to feel yeah. like they do. Yeah, and, and, and I can, and I would, and I'd be on board with that. The only thing is, like, since they put so much emphasis on it early on, it kind of makes it feel like, 
All right, well, where is this going? Are we going to find out something about his parents? Is it going to be something related to the undead? Like, what's what's going on? And then yeah. It, it just kind of becomes more of a... It becomes less of a, this might be important, and more of, this is just what happened to the character. And it's really weird. Yeah, and honestly, I prefer it that way, where it's... You know, there's no big old... You know, there's they don't pull the thing where it's like... Oh, his parents were also members of Boar, you know, the, the organization. His parents him. were jokers. His parent, you know, his parents were undead somehow. That doesn't make any <laughs> Could fucking Could you fucking imagine that? His parents were worms, actually. Oh. <laughs> his parents took the appearance of undead and had a child and who was also, also an undead, undead. worm. <laughs> Oh, fucking Kabuto. <laughs> oh, Kabuto's a great mess. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but yeah. Like, I'm glad there's no point where, like, oh, he was his parents were murdered by undead, even though that doesn't make any fucking sense with the timeline they set up. Uh, I'm this glad... Is, yeah, that's true. Which, you know, not that that would stop Kamen Rider show, because they do that shit all the time. Again, Kabuto, you know, oh, the, the undead... Sh- I mean, the fucking undead... The worms showed up in 1999, but there were somehow worms on the earth before then, because fuck you. Look, the timeline in Kabuto is not the worst thing. How about, let's not forget, they had, they fucking copied Tendo's parents, and they copied his mother, and they copied the baby that was inside his mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, But fuck. enough about that. Let's I mi- you know, I miss when Inoue used to be able to write the shows. Anyway... <laughs> Zero one, let's get him on there. Oh my god, I want him. I I, un- I was talking about this earlier. I unironically want Inoue to write zero one, just just for the hell. That shit. I want Any- that. Anyways, to but finish, yeah, so back to with Kenzaki. Finish my fucking point. Oh my god, it's gonna be one of these episodes. No, but yeah, I, I'm glad where you know they spend so much time building it up early on, where you think, oh, they're gonna do the thing where it's, oh, his parents were killed by so and so, or. Oh, it turns out they were actually this, or they were connected to that, or blah blah blah. No, none of it's. Kotaro set the habit on fire. Yeah, oh, it was a, uh, it was a uh, fucking. Uh, they were killed by board because they they knew Kinzaki was gonna be super powerful or whatever the. They fuck. were killed by Tachibana who tripped while holding a fucking candle. I don't know. Hey, you know what? Probably. Yeah, no, there's none of that. They're just, oh, well, his parents died, and it fucked him up as a kid, and that's why he <laughs> wants to be a good guy. You know, we don't need anything more than that. It's much better than, oh, there's the, oh, actually, here's the real twist thing. Because that's Yeah, boring. like, and see, the thing is, I like that. I just kind of, wi- I mean, of course, you know, in hindsight, because, you know, we didn't know, at the time, I'm pretty sure they didn't know there was, there was going to be a rework. But no. it's, I, I do like that it does just become... <laughs> something that happened to him, something that does motivate him, not a driving force for the series. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's all you need. Because Kenzaki as a character, he's simple, but he's simple in the way that he doesn't need to be complex. He is who he is. And fuck, the ending of the show, which we'll get into, the ending of the show shows how well that works, especially for a character in in a series like this. Oh my god, yeah. So I I like that. I like the fact that, like, it doesn't shy away from he's just a good guy. He is a good guy who likes to do good things. It's almost almost like um, 
it's almost a uh, hearkening back to like Kuga's days where like he is kind of just a good guy who likes doing good things but like kind of like crank it up a little bit more where it's just like no he wants to literally save everybody yeah uh, you, you make a really good point there <laughs> he, he, it kind of his backstory reminds me a little bit of O's even where oh you know there's this grandiose backstory where he was in this you know this fucked up traumatic event and it really isn't that important beyond this is his backstory here I mean granted with those they kind of go into it more where it's like Oh, well, his, his parents did some shady shit, and, you know, birth was there. And here's this and kid blah, getting blah, blah. hit with a fucking Akita missile. Yeah, fucking... Uh, I will never stop laughing at that shit. It's... Oh, my God, it's such a bad shot. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so, with like, like I said, with Kenzaki, he is a... Like, all around, all around, he's a well-rounded character, and I, and I never found myself kind of, like hating him there was a few times where i'm just like kentucky you're a fucking idiot but there's a couple of times where his uh his over willingness to help kind of stretches like a believable point like there's like okay there's this one episode everybody knows where there's this annoying chick who's like taking advantage of him it's like oh i want you to be my hero heroes don't exist blah 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 and it's forcing him to do a bunch of shit and he's he's the beyond the like a reasonable human being where he's getting like he gets legit fucking pumped full of lead, and he's still trying to help this chick, and she's still being. At a, bitch a certain to him. point, I'd just be like, "Pump the other bitch full of lead." Fuck it's that. like at some point, I'm like, "You know what? I'm done with you. Just fucking go home." All right. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, it does it does reach that <laughs> a couple of times where I'm just like, Kentucky, I understand this character, but at the same time, he feels too much like. No, anybody, anybody else would have just been like, no, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. No, and it, it doesn't like Especially with like... Hajime earlier, like with Hajime, and we'll get into him as well. With Hajime early on, if it was anybody else, Hajime would have gotten to fuck just, he would have gotten fucking wrecked. No, my God. Like, legitimately. But yeah, it, but the thing is that it still doesn't really feel contrived, or it's like, we're doing this for an excuse for, like, drama or a character moment. Yeah, it's exactly. Still, it still feels genuine that he's acting this way. Beyond the pa- it still feels weird because like this man clearly has like no limit as a human being to his patience, but like okay, he's a fucking saint. Exactly, yeah. He's a saint, but there's points where like even a saint would be like, "Okay, you need to stop this shit. Cut it out." And he does. He <laughs> pretty much. But it doesn't feel like contrived or anything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I think that's really all we can say about Kenzaki. Uh, but we, now we can move on to everyone's favorite secondary writer, Tachi Bannerson. Tachi Bannerson! Have you truly betrayed us? Tachi Bannerson! God damn. Look, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. The acting in, like, the first ten episodes is garbage, oh but my it gets God. so much better. No, yeah, people people always say that. The first, like, 12 or 13 episodes are awful. The acting is horrendous. It's, uh, like, fucking... Okay, so there's, it's there's bad. a reason it's Blade bad. is popular, and it's because, like, it's bad, and there's me. They People meme the shit out of it. You know, I'm sure you've heard of Blade memes. You know, we just did one there. <laughs> If fucking Kenzaki can't like fu- 
fucking uh, I don't remember his name, actor's name. Kenzaki, like, uh, he has this very noticeable lisp throughout most of the show. And the thing is, a lot of, like, the in-jokes and memes don't really translate. So, like, half of it is, oh, you wouldn't, you only understand this joke if you understand, like, oh, this is a certain, like, cultural thing. Or it's like, oh, it's funny because he said something weird or whatever. And then the other half is, oh, here's a character acting like a gigantic fucking spaz for no reason. This is hilarious. <laughs> And Here's Tachibana falling Tachibana down a fucking mountain. Literally, literally both of those. Because there's, first of all, his infamous, and in the fucking snow there. And of course, and of course, you know, Tachibana's have you truly betrayed us. And he's just like standing there behind the wall that. and just like staring. And the fucking... I'm sorry, but that's one of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, I, I know it's supposed to be taken seriously, but, like, just the way Kenzaki says it and the way just, just Garen standing there, I'm just like, fuck. Well, no, yeah, that's what's funny is because, uh, like I was saying there, I kind of, like, half-finished it. Kenzaki's actor has this lisp, and it's it's noticeable at points, but, like, when he starts yelling, he is just like, it's, it's fucking gibberish. <laughs> it, like, there's, it's <laughs> yeah. literally, he's like, he's speaking a different language. It doesn't help that the audio mixing in the uh, first few episodes is garbage. Oh, yeah. No, it's not very good. So instead of him, like, yelling and you can actually hear him, it just sounds like... <laughs> and you've got all the sound effects and the music playing over, too. So you oh, my God. Uh, the audio mixing in this show is garbage. Again, you know, when, God, you know audio mixing is bad when I'm talking about it. <laughs> right? When, Fuck, when, I, but... when I'm talking about it, I can't edit for shit. Um... But yeah, so going back to te- to te- I almost said Tachibana. <laughs> Dajibana. Uh, so going back to Tachibana, I love this guy. Like besides the memes, I just love this guy for some reason. I I on a lot of these characters in the show, in any other show in any other place, I would fucking hate them. No. But I like Tachibana. Like he feels like. Yeah, if you were in this guy's shoes, you'd be fucking pissed. I'd be pissed. Shit. I'm I'm risking my ass out here to save the fucking world, and you're telling me I'm going to fucking die? Shit. Of course I'd be mad. Mm. Like, I like that. I like that about him, where it feels like, no, you are justified to be fucking pissed. Though, I will say him being like... I, actually, is this the first time that... Like a secondary writer was basically an antagonist this early on. I think Fize did it first, didn't it? Uh, I mean, well, Fize did, in the sense that you know, literally everything is Kaiser's fault. But he's not like the show doesn't really like consider him an antagonist because in no way is fucked up like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, like Blade as well. There's a little bit of in Ryuki, but Ryuki as well. Yeah, Blade is really the first point where, like, the secondary writer is, like, a villain for most of the show. Granted, he's not a very yeah. good villain, and he's not a very smart villain, because he's an idiot, and he kind of he kind of turned evil because he didn't, like, understand something right, and he just kind of overreacted, because he's, like, a man-child, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but his character arc does go... It, it helps, because especially when we get to Mutsuki... Which, by the way, fuck that kid. Um, <laughs> so especially when we get to Mutsuki, it helps because 
he he grows into this guy from I was Mutsuki. I was this kid. And so he feels personally responsible and he feels like I can teach him how to not be how I was. And I like that. He he grows, like naturally grows. And all these characters naturally grow. But him and uh, Hajime, again, we'll get into him. Uh, they feel the mo- like the ones who grew the most because, again, Tachibana, he went from this guy who was just fucking angry and hated everybody and fuck you and fuck fuck board and all this, to, okay, shit, fuck, I I, I was kind of a dick, sorry. Yeah, like, it, he, he, I like that. Yeah, he starts off like, oh well, the, the board betrayed me. They lied about my belt <laughs> destroying me. I turned into the Gordy Bannerson. Like, have you truly betrayed me? The belt's destroying my body and turning me into the Incredible Hulk for some reason. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, that always dude, makes I me love laugh. that edit. I love that. It's not even an edit. Say... He literally like turns green and then explodes for no fucking reason. Can, can I just say that the fucking edits in this show are some of the funniest fucking things oh. in the world? <laughs> the Photoshop oh. in this show is great. Oh, you can tell the show was made in 2004 because the digital Let's let's not forget great. the episode with uh, Hajime and his uh, twin where they had to fucking green screen the fucker. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, th- this was before they figured out that the that cameras have a fucking mirror option. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh man. But uh <sighs> 2004. But back to yeah, so he, he spends kind of the first third of the show, like, this very confused, very stupid villain who's kind of, like, striking out against the heroes because, oh, but they betrayed me, but I'm still trying to kill the undead, but not for you, but for me. You know, I want my revenge, blah, 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 and he ends up getting, you know, tricked by everybody and betrayed and teaming up with the villains, but not really. Uh, How ironic, the betrayer is the one who's betrayed the most. Yeah, right? Uh, you know, kind of leave. You know, he kind of gets a little bit of there where he's got his like his n- kind of girlfriend. Not really. The shower calls him his girl. Her calls her his girlfriend, but they like. I don't think they really knew each other very long. Although they had that photo there of them like. In, like <laughs> well, college. from from backstory, they mentioned that they went not only to high school but college together. Um. And that was from their graduation. And, like, they, they seem to have known each other pretty well. Because from what she said, he he slept at her office, like, multiple times. And, they, I mean, if she was that cool with it to say, I'm happy that you're here, I, I, think, that's, I think that's enough to imply something. Because, I mean, they even showed them going on a date in one episode. So Yeah, I, it's just it's weird because they, they they never really, like, outright say it until, well, you know, spoil, everybody already knows the bit. Until she dies and uh, Tachibana goes on his rampage of revenge. Sayoko! <laughs> I mean, oh. th- that's, a, that's a weird thing, too, because uh, there's technically two couples in this show. And neither time do they expressly, like, shove it in your face saying they're fucking dating. Which, by the way... That's that's something I can say right now, uh, while we're talking about Tachibana, because I I will say this, I like the subtlety in the show in the sense that it doesn't shove things in your face. Like one of the one of the best things is when a writer gets a card. Sometimes they'll do a thing where like like when they seal an undead. Sometimes they'll do a thing where like they'll close in on the card, but 
a, a lot of times, especially like in the in the twenties, like in the, in the twenties and going on to like the four, like to the thirties, yeah. when they get a when they seal an undead, they they get the cart, but it doesn't close in on it, and you just barely see what it is, like from the corner, like from how much they see it. And then they flip the card around so you don't see it. And I like that. I like that sense of mystery because we're so fucking used to, like, every episode of, like, like build or something. Like, oh, I have the gorilla one. Look, guys, it's gorilla. Look close up to the gorilla. Like, I miss the days where it's just like, oh, shit, what's this? Yeah, well, what the fuck is it? I don't know what it is. Well, we're not going to tell you until next episode. Keep watching. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's no real, hey, hey here's the new toy to buy, kids. Uh, buy it for me, please. And, you know, you know, it's not, not that I, no, no, it's just like, oh, we got a new card. Cool, whatever. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that feeling because then when you do see them use that new card, it's like, oh, shit, that's the card that he got. That's fucking cool. I, I like that. I like that subtlety. And, again, that, that even translates into some of the, uh, into some of the, um, little like little things of uh in the show like like one one of my favorite things i don't know why i paused there like one of my favorite things and i mentioned it in the chat i like how they subtly tell you how many undead there are like just for like just in case you didn't understand the motif i like how they tell you how many undead there are by how many riders and how many cards they get four times 13 52 and i'm like yeah, that's fucking cool i like that it's really that's that's super cool and i like that i like that idea of not telling you, just mentioning it offhand, and you have to put it in your head together. Yeah, and it helps that they they establish a pretty firm number, so there's no, oh well, here's the you know thirteen whatever more undead that we didn't mention that are they were there the whole time, guys, but we we didn't bring them up. There's a yeah, little bit of it, but they're, they're special that. examples mostly. Well, see, I like that because technically, when they do do that. They don't count. Like, like the trials. They're technically undead, but they're man-made, so they don't count. So, and I, and I like that, because they don't, they don't do something like, again, like how they would do now, where it's like, we have sealed, we have destroyed all the smashes. No, there's three more! Oh, okay. No, there's, then there's three more after that, or, you know, there's, there's this and that. And now the main villain's a smash! Oh, well, Everyone look, smash. Look at that. We, you know, we, we beat all the bugsters. Oh, wait, no, here's more of them that we didn't mention. Stuff like that. No. I, I, I've always hated that that that, uh, that trope, and I'm glad that it doesn't start here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I like that. It's just, just the subtlety of it. It's, it's I, I like subtlety in my shows, and writer nowadays is something that it solemnly fucking lacks. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so keeping with Tachibana, um, I liked them all again, actually, no, we'll, we'll leave the end, the, like basically the end segment for the ending, you know? So let's move on to, uh, Aikawa Hajime, the stroppiest motherfucker in the entire planet. Chalice And is, somehow uh, the most spurg, somehow the most spurgy. Well, you know, it helps when you're not a human you kind of end up being a weirdo. So actually, because I wasn't going to mention this, did you <laughs> did you notice that they they dropped this? They dropped this fucking hard, obviously, but that he had this thing where he was kind of awkwardly trying to be human in certain episodes, but then after like I, after like the twenties, like not even before the rework, like after the twenties, they just dropped that shit. Like like one of my favorite scenes is when uh when we first see Mutsuki. Uh, after the uh, after he gets kidnapped, 
and he runs out of the uh, what's it called Jarkada 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 I believe it's pronounced Jarkada. Well, cafe that the, the heroes go to the writer hangouts that we have in every yeah season. Ha- cafe that writers that the writers go to, like Mutsuki's running out of the thing, and Hajime's just like, oh thank you, it's like, what the fuck, you you're thanking him what like I like I kind of like that idea of like he's awkwardly trying to be human, and they kind of drop that and I'm kind I'm kind of disappointed in that. They didn't drop it a hundred percent in the sense that they still kept elements, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they could have kept that. Then again, that might have been a bit too comic reliefy, and this show isn't much for comic relief. No, enough. there's there's a little bit of it here and there, but it's not very heavy with the comic. Yeah, it, it's that's kind of weird, isn't it? Like this show isn't much of comic. It takes itself pretty seriously most of the time. Like I, it's weird, but. Yeah, I like Hajime. I, I didn't like him at first, so I was just like, oh, here we go. Here's the stroppy emo fucking dude who's like, oh, I am, I am a monster. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I, I grew to like him. I grew to like his awkwardness. I grew to like his his arc of basically, well, yeah, I'm an undead, but I don't want to be an undead. Which kind of plays into the, um, <clears throat> into the theme of the show of like fighting against fate. I like that theme. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and especially for sh- especially for a writer show. Yeah, and then there's a there's a bit of it there too where uh, early in the before the retool you get where that where oh he's an undead you know which they they drop in like the first episode too uh, you know oh he's an undead but he doesn't want to be he kind of wants to be human he wants to to live with uh, Amane and whatever the hell his her mom's name was I don't even fucking remember. Amane's mom is her name. Pretty much. Uh, and, you know, you get a little bit of that where it's, oh, he doesn't really have any... I'm going all over the place. <laughs> where, uh, yeah, you get a little bit of it. Uh, but it's not like... It's kind of his uh, his character arc there, almost. And then around the halfway point, he they, they don't focus on it too much where he's, he's still like, I just want to be a normal person. I want to be a human. But there's not a whole lot of, like, the comedically serious oh this is not how a person would react moments yeah it's it's very much like how i i guess it's the most realistic way of a monster learning to become human and again like like you said like it's not played for laughs it's played like no this guy really wants to not be a fucking undead he does not want to be a monster you know and and i like and i love that idea and again once we get to the ending we'll talk about that more like why that's so important like i like that idea of he's trying to fight out he's trying to fight against who he is and i i don't remember the last time we've actually had somebody like that i mean maybe maybe chase in drive i chase really. kind of but his was mostly played for laughs so chase was mostly I'm just gonna cuck go. That was his <laughs> character. Pretty much. <laughs> get get mad drive babies. Anyways, um, but yeah, I, I like I liked Hajime. I liked his whole thing where he is just, you know, he wants to be something more. And, and again, it, you would think like, oh, it's gonna turn out to be a twist where he just wanted to eat them or he wanted to kill them after a while or something. And no. Not really. They never they never showed off any ulterior motives, and I like that. He's just that. That's that's what he is. Well, there and there seemed to be a little bit of early early on where oh he's living with them because he kind of accidentally got their you know 
his, his, his Amani's dad killed for vague reasons. So there's a little bit of it there, but it's not really that major at all. Yeah, but 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 that's not like exactly ulterior motives. That's more like, well, I was put in this situation, so now I'm legitimately just gonna try and make the best of it, yeah. even though it's a really shitty situation. And, and again, that that goes back to the to the exact same theme: fighting against fate. Like you know, you were put in a fucking horrible situation, but goddamn, you're you're doing your best with it, and I fucking appreciate that. I again, it's it's a very interesting like, it's a very interesting. Th- message for writer to actually use and I, I know we'd like to talk about like messages in the writers like because that's what every story has and i like that and i like that because it's actually a pretty good thing to teach kids especially at a young age it's like you know you know shit happens but you know don't let that shit make you a shit person that's how it goes i like that yeah um and and i think they use hajime as the main focal point of that message and it's great because even up to the end like he legitimately stayed as no. I want to be human, and I like that. Yeah, and it helps. Uh, you know, they, there's a little bit of um, where they change it from. Oh, this is my own genuine feelings. To they, they kind of, they kind of drop near the end where it's a lot of it stemmed from. Well, well, that's more spoilerly stuff. But uh, a lot of it stems from you know. Oh, he was a normal undead until so and so happened, and that's where it kind of kind of led to him wanting to become a human and that's kind of you know as he realizes if i become a human this thing won't happen and everybody i mean to be, be fair fine. you can say you can say the spoiler because i mean as, well uh, we'll talk about the ending basically like, speaking uh early on hajime is just kind of an undead he's just some guy he has like his writer form is kind of like an undead form and it's it's not really acknowledged, and they all kind of treat him that way. And then after the retool, they start dropping hints that, oh, maybe he's not, like, totally... I vaguely recall, like, one hint before the retool that, oh, he's not, like, actually, like, chalice, or he's not actually, like, human, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, they, they well, did drop something like that, where it's just like, you know, we know what you actually are. I think they actually said something like that, like, like, I, I think it was one of the undead who said, like, I know who you actually are. I think it was Isaka. Is- Isaka? A he's little... Like the only undead yeah, the, the peacock guy that made, uh, that the made Touch Bonnie eat the seaweed for no reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there, you I want to get stronger than fucking take a shower. What? Just take a bath in the seaweed. Okay. <laughs> Just eat the seaweed, Tashibana. Just trust me, dude. <laughs> It's fine. You it's see not... the seaweed, Tachibana, you get stronger. It's it not going like to make you evil. It. I promise. Honest, you can trust I... me. I'm not an undead or anything, you know. <laughs> even though I totally am. What? Don't worry about it. Just even, though it. I, even though I've already shown to you that I'm an undead. Fucking. Oh, No, yeah, so. And then about, <laughs> they, they pretty much drop it halfway through. Ta, Hajime is the Joker. He is the 53rd undead. He is the special exemption from the whole uh, undead battle thing. We haven't really talked about that too much. Where the the whole, the whole basically the whole plot of the show is that God got really drunk and decided, you know how I'm going to decide the yeah. dominant species? I'm going to create a bunch of monsters and have them fight to death because of reasons. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> You know. It's gonna it's gonna look it's gonna look like the inside of an anthrocon, but it'll be great. 
I mean, it kind of does. But oh, yeah, yeah, you get you get a little. God, I'm tired. Um, what was I saying? Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they dump the plot there pretty much early on, and then it kind of gets a twist there where, well, they kind of put the whole undead fight thing on it in its head near the end too. But we'll get more into that. Um, you know, and then there's the they they, that, they basically call they basically tell you like what the undead fight for and and they they say they say it pretty early on in the sense that like this is what they're fighting for and the writers are basically trying to stop them from doing that but of course it was weird because at in the beginning when they started talking about that there was no real thing where it's like well what happens if the writer wins or something like that like what happens when it's only, like when the all the undead go and like they actually explain that after the retooling like what happens then and I like that I like how they explain it um excuse me but yeah so before we get into more of the plot let's talk about our last writer Mootski he sucks let's go M- on Mootski is the worst fucking character in the entire show he Mootski is... was needless he did not serve a purpose in this show other than we need fourth writer Mutsuki is literally a fedora-tipping edgelord who never shuts oh the fuck God. up about his problems. I have darkness inside of me. I need to cut. Shut the fuck up. Mutsuki spends literally his entire run on the show, except for like the last five episodes, either being fucking mind-controlled or whining about how, oh, I'm not strong. I don't have a reason to be a hero. I don't have like a I dead girlfriend. I come girl from the friend. darkness. I'm Which, so by the way, that is one edgy. of those things they drop. They do drop that thing where it's like he had that something traumatic happened to him as a baby, and like he just that, and that's they, the reason he's so fucked up. Yeah, they like they throw they mention it in like a throwaway line. Oh, he just got locked in like a box or something, and he kind of. Like, <laughs> what he, kind of fucking parents lock their kid in a box? I don't know. He he, he got he got the. Uh, he got, like, a very blunt, like, ah, uh, it was just, like, he was locked in, like, a crate for a little while by accident, by some reason, and then that's, that's about that's it. That's why he's so fucked. But, yeah, yeah like, he, Muski himself, I just, he just, I just didn't see why. Why was he a thing? Honestly, dude, and I know a lot of people aren't gonna, aren't going to agree with me, but he had way more fucking motivation to be one. Why wasn't Kotaro the writer? Why wasn't Kotaro Langle? Because, I know yeah. he he's comedic relief. I get that, but he had way more motivation, especially against Hajime. He hated the fucking guy for most of the show. Oh uh, well, and he hated the. F- yeah, you know what? I mean, if they still made him evil, I could see it. But I, I'd, he that wouldn't really work as like a good guy, honestly. What Langle? No, uh, Kotaro there. I was like, he wouldn't really work as like a good writer. He he he's kind of too silly to be a writer. Well, at the beginning, like, that's what I'm saying, like, I think they could have done it because they do have a lot of points where he's really concerned, like, no, I, and, and, and it would help, too, because he has this whole arc of, like, well, they, they, again, they drop it, of course, but they has this whole thing of, like, he wants to be respected by Amane, who fucking hates his guts, by the way, fuck Amane, but, like, he hates his guts, and I was thinking, yeah, that could work, maybe he, he, like, lets, like, you know the uh, what was it? The spider undead like take form, like take over him. The category ace. 
he liked to take over because like, oh shit, well now I can be the hero that Amani loves. Awesome. Like, I could see that because even they even said like early on, like I, he, like he even said himself, like, I wish I could be stronger. I wish I could be something more. I want to be a writer. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Like he has so much fucking motivation and so much going behind him to do so. Like, again, I understand like, you know, he was comedic, comedic relief from the beginning, but I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't, why he couldn't change his character. I mean, I could see that totally. Honestly, but then again, honestly, with the alternative being Mutsuki, I agree with you there. Right, Fuck right, it. fucking Mutsuki, Fuck fucking Mutsuki. Mutsuki literally spends the entire show bitching about how he's supposed to be the most powerful writer, and then does nothing but get jobbed out to literally fucking everybody. The only fights he such wins, is the fate of the fourth writer. The only fights he wins are either when people fucking let him win. Or it's against some no-name, low-level fucking undead. Every single or, fight... Or when Kenzaki gives him the fucking sword. And even then, he was being <laughs> helped by Shima. Even then, he still loses. Every like, single he's so fight... so useless. He literally spends the entire show being fucking mind-controlled and whining about how awful and dark he is and blah, blah, blah. You know, and then he still ends up being the biggest bitch on the planet. You know what? You know what he is? He is the prototype version of Nietzsche. I fucking knew you were going to say that because I said the exact same fucking thing when I was watching it. <laughs> I said the... I didn't want to say anything, but I was thinking to myself, this motherfucker's Michi. He, he is what Michi would be... He is what Michi fucking aspired to be. He is what the a only good difference... writer would have made Michi become. The only real the well, only difference the only difference is that he just wanted more power. Michi just wanted some pussy. Well, also because Michi has a girlfriend. There's that too. Or Michi, well, Mutsuki has a Mutsuki, girlfriend. Mutsuki, I know what I that's what I meant. Mutsuki actually Mutsuki has already a has the Michi. <laughs> so, so fuck, well, that, you're just making me hate Michi more now. <laughs> well, that and Mutsuki, you know, actually fucking manages to, you know, earn what he gets at the end. And he manages to overcome being a complete fuckhead and ruining everybody's day. And you know, hey, he hey, by the way, guys, when you when when we're talking about Mutsuki as a better writer, you fucked up. <laughs> Just saying, you fucked up, famo. You know, anyway. you know things are bad when we're when we're positively is the better alternative. Lee Angle of all characters. <laughs> Lee Angle is the better alternative to fucking Michi. Holy oh. shit, Michi is diet Lee Angle. Oh, I can't even call him that. He's like, he's like Liangle is like Gatorade, and Michi's like Propel Water. That's what he is. Pretty that's, much. That's that's that's. But like in show, like going back to Muski, I I understand like his arc, but it went on way too fucking long. Like, I think what what was it? He started going evil from like episode what. 15, I think? Well, pretty much immediately, because he gets possessed by the undead. Uh, well, well, like, as soon as he gets the Liango Bell, it's like, what, 15? Episode 15, I believe? I think. Uh, 15 or 16, yeah, is when he gets out. Uh, yeah, so, like, 15. He His entire arc goes from 15 all the way to, like, 42. Like, that's how long his arc... La no, not even 42. It was, like, 44 or 45. Like, it lasted that long, and it, it did not need to. It could have ended... 
in the fucking 30s, dude. It could have it could have ended in the fucking 20s, and I would have been happy with that. Because all he does, again, like Jay said, all he does is lose, bitch about losing, bitch about bitch about wanting more power, and then lose again while bitching. That's his character, and it's like, you can't make a good character like that. He's one of the only things in this show that I legitimately call a negative. No, my God, yeah. Honestly, genuinely, I, the worst character in the show. Besides Amani. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey. to, to be fair, I usually I usually hate little kid bitch characters in shows. Like I, I just hate them as a default. They're always fucking assholes. Like that one kid from like Gokaiger, like I hated that kid. But anyways going on. Yeah, I mean well it helps that she can actually, you know, kinda act. So Kinda. Maybe that's why I hated her so much. She did her she did her job too well. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, like with Mutsuki again, he just it just went on too long and I, I, I wish again in a better world, it would have been Kotaro because he had way more motivation. He had way more going for it. And honestly, tell me how. Tell me it wouldn't be emotional to see Kotaro and Hajime fight the fuck, beat the shit out of each other at the end, or not even at the end, just like towards the end. Yeah, like I would have. That would have been awesome because, yeah. like, at that point, Hajime, Hajime and Kotaro kind of like they kind of started making up, just for them to drop that Joker thing and for them to fight. Fuck yeah! Bam. Emotional scene number 566 to break your fucking heart in the show. Honestly, yeah. It, w- it really would have been nice. Um, But besides that, let's I, we'll just talk about the side characters real quick, then we'll get into like everything else. Um, side characters. Uh, Hirose, she is tech wizard. Bam. Kotaro, he drank milk. He's the, mil- He's the milk man. He's milky his mil- boy! His milk is delicious. Phrasing. Um, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I kind of wanted... Like, did they did, did this show, like, have a, have a milk sponsor? They had to have, right? It's kind of like, like a generic sponsor. Uh, generic label, so I doubt it. They had to have been sponsored by some sort of milk product. I swear. Um, I mean, then again, this is Ryder. I mean, tell me one show in Ryder that doesn't have a food product that makes you think, damn, that looks pretty good. I kind of want some now. Like, it, it happens, man. All the fucking time. Like, just look at fucking, like, Kabuto. Like, that dude... He makes things I wish I could smell. Um, anyways. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? We got Amane. Eh, typical bratty kid character. We have her mom. Doesn't do anything besides go, Amane-chan! That's all she does. Pretty really. much. She gets worried about uh, her daughter. And Hajime, she is worried it. about little child, and mm. then she is not worried. Uh, who else? We have, and that's pretty much it. Oh, we have a, we have the chairman Karusuma, who kind of just fucks off for like, ha- like the entire series, and then comes back like towards like the end. Mm. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, and that's really it for side characters. I mean, you have the undead, but nothing really comes of that. Like, they're not characters. They're more archetypes for the characters, I guess you would say. Yeah, they're they're not really that important, but they're not kind of like characters at all. So, before we get into super heavy spoiler territory, and I know it's weird saying that because, again, the robotic lady at the beginning says spoilers, but I have to say this now. 
Uh, we're going to talk about just, just a couple of other things, and then we're going to get into the real spoiler-heavy territory. Usually, I wouldn't give a shit about saying spoilers. See? But with a show like this, I think it's kind of necessary. See, it's one of those things where Blade's ending and a lot of, like, the last third of the show, you really, really need to go in knowing as little as possible. Yeah, you need to go in blind because... You know what? We'll talk about that. So, first off, let's talk about the aesthetic of the show. The aesthetic of the show is fucking amazing. I love this. I love the look of this show. Like, everything about it. I love the suits. I love the, I love the monsters. I love the way the show is shot. I love the effects. I love everything about it. There, I, I said something to the effect of, this is what happens when you give them a budget and someone who knows what to do with that budget. Like, this show started one of the, I, I swear to God, one of the fucking most amazing tropes in any writer, and they don't do this nearly enough, broken helmets. Yeah. Broken motherfucking helmets are so goddamn cool. I, th- we need more of them, dude. We honestly do. Like, I'm surprised, like, we don't have more, because they're so damn cool. They're so damn cool. And I, I, maybe I maybe it's because Toei doesn't want to like break helmets or they don't they think it's too expensive. It's but, a, yeah, I can understand if it's like a oh, we're going to make a broken helmet for a one-time like appearance for one season and we're never going to use it again. Like I can get it, but also like it's so cool. It's so worth it. It to be fair, I I it, I think that kind of works in its favor because up to this point we have never seen anything like that because Kuga and Agito were both, um, they were both organic writers. They, tra- they literally formed into their forms. With Ryuki, I don't think, no, they never did that. They never did it with Ryuki in the sense that I don't think they could because the helmet was just kind of weird. And with Fies, well, actually they could have done it with Fies now that I think about it, but I guess they didn't. <laughs> But again, like up to this point, we had never seen anything like that. And honest to God, the first time it happened, I fucking marked out. I was like, "Fuck, that's awesome! That is like, like I've seen pictures of it before, and I've seen like the figure and everything. But like watching it blind, well, semi-blind, but watching it here and then like just hap- it happening out of nowhere, it's like, oh my fucking god, that's awesome! That is so fucking cool." <laughs> um. And again, it goes to the, not only the suits, the broken helmets. I also like the opening. The op- the way they... Well, I mean, the first opening... We'll get to that. Well, the, the first opening has the, its... The original opening, so... The first opening video is pretty nice looking. I kind of like the idea behind it. And then the second one... It's just fucking cool. <laughs> I Come on, it's just cool. Like, oh, man. Oh, nobody, nobody will ever, ever convince me that Kenzaki punching the glass, basically punching the camera, like, broken. I, nobody will ever convince me that that is not cool. That is fucking awesome. We need that again. More of that. Because that is just fucking... I swear to God. I, 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 didn't, I did not skip the opening once, once it turned into elements. Because I love... I just love it. It's so fucking perfect. There's a reason why people love elements so much. Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's see, aesthetic, what, we already talked about the aesthetics, um, because there was something else I wanted to talk about the aesthetic. Oh, again, like, the sets, 
oh, of course, the sets. You know? Remember when Ryder had a budget where they could not only film in the dark, film in different sets, film in restaurants, but film in the rain, motherfuckers. Film at night. Twice. And rain at night. We only get the plastic uh, lawn furniture attack once. We don't even, you know, like other shows, they do it like all the fucking time. No, we only have to see it once. The what now? When they, they bring out the plastic lawn furniture to have the monsters throw around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just love that. Like, um, when they were fighting, who was it? Was it ki- the King Undead in the rain? I, I love so. that shit. Yeah. No, no, was it the King Undead or was it the Double Undead? Uh, no, it was, uh, well, it was the fucking, well, we didn't even talk about that part where, uh, the real big bad of the show there, or, uh, I guess we're gonna get into that after spoilers, but yeah, that was, uh, Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into the spoilers, but, um, but yeah, like, the, the whole rain fight where they're just, like, running around... Those suits are probably not very easy to clean. Uh, and they did that. They were madmen, and they went for it. And I, you know, I kind of feel like the director just did that to spite Toei. It's like, Toei said to not film, it's raining. Fuck them. We're doing it anyways. Like, I, I just love that. Again, I, I feel like watching a Phase 1 Heisei, especially this early in the Phase 1... I, I don't know, something about it, it kind of makes you appreciate it more when you see, like, writers nowadays. Like, and this is nothing to knock on, you know, modern writer. Like, I, I have a lot of shows that I really like. I like X-Aid, despite its problems. I like the first third of Build um, and all that. And, hell, I like Drive. But, like, you know, despite all its, like, problems... Um, I, I don't know. It feels like Ryder nowadays is just a little too clean. Like, this one felt, like, gritty. You know what I mean? Not not in the sense of, like, Batman versus Superman, but, like, it felt like, yeah, these people are actually beating the shit out of each other. Maybe that's because of so much blood. <laughs> There's a lot of blood in this movie, in this fucking show. Mm. A lot. Like, a lot more than you expect. Like, people get stabbed. Like, Jay said it earlier, Kentucky gets fucking shot. With oh. bullets, not oh, not yeah. lasers, he bullets. Fucking, there is like literal puddles of blood. He gets shot all over the place. It, it's honestly pretty gross. It's it's insane. But again, I, it's because I don't think we're used to that anymore. Like, yeah, writers still have a little bit of blood and stuff, but like, we're not used to this amount of violence. And this is like pre. This is post Kuga, and Kuga was fucking gnarly with some of its violence. Like, cause, he, cause, like, even even Blade, like, it toned it down a bit, but it still showed a lot, and I think it goes to show, just like with the uh, broken helmets, I think it goes to show um, how far blood can take a fight in showing its brutality, and it really does. And I honestly, I I love again, as I said before, this show is just cool. Like, it's it's a it's a cool show. The aesthetic, the film, the filming, the fights. It's just cool. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's, like, I fucking love the motif of, you know, playing cards. Like, because I know we had Ryuki with, you know, their advent decks. But, like, these are just playing cards. Like, I, I don't know. I like that. I like that whole thing. I like the aesthetic of playing cards. I like spades and queens. and I just like that shit. Me too. And, of course, you know, the, the, mid, the medieval knight type thing. I like that as well. 
So again, all of it is just it's just awesome, and I, and I I don't know. Uh, I just think the aesthetic of the show really fucking helps it. That's and of course you know, sixty frames per second. I miss that shit so much. Me too. Me too. I want I want sixty frames back. Rewa, bring it back. Actually, to be fair, we might we might actually get it back because I mean TVs are now nowadays are going sixty frames so. Who says Japan isn't going to go 60 frames soon? We're going to get it by default, probably. Maybe. This was done more as a uh, this was done more as a uh, artistic choice because they were trying to do a more telenovela at that time. Yeah. They stopped that at Hibiki, though. I think so. Yeah. No, they, I I don't think they did that for Kabuto, which is kind of sad. But anyways, 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 anyways. Let's talk about the music because I like the music a lot. I very much do. As as we've already talked about the openings before, you know you don't you do not you do you're not very uh, you're not a big fan of Brave Blade. <laughs> no, it's uh it's not very good. I mean I it it grew on me a little bit, but the opening like sequence itself is just awful. It's boring. It's lame. But but the green text. But yeah, I know. I fucking read it like three times already. I on the, the show. I read it a million text, times. Jay? I know the bit. It just it doesn't get like unironically good. Um, I can think of no, the ladders. You're, you're and right. I can think of her tossing tissues and Hajime playing soccer by himself as many times as I want. It and never like maybe, never gets and good. And maybe Italian and maybe Italian words there. I think. I think it's Latin or something. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. It it looks like either Italian or Sp- no not Spanish. If they were Spanish, it would be spelled. There. I think they're Italian. Um, then again, Japan has a hard-on for Italy, so... But yeah, the opening movie is not very good. It's... Whatever. Like, what the fuck was Kenzaki doing? He kissed an apple that was already bitten into? <laughs> that was weird. He, he was offering you an apple that he had already had. He's, he's sharing... touching that? The knowledge he's already... Do you know where that hand's been, Jay? No, I don't. Well, I've seen his video, and I know where it's been. <laughs> don't look that up, kids. <laughs> don't look. Don't look. Kenzaki's a uh, special video up. Trust me, you'll be traumatized. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 kind of surprised we've been we've gone over over an hour and we hadn't mentioned that until now. I'm surprised about that. I should pat myself on the back about that. I was hoping. <laughs> It's it's unavoidable, but anyways, um, then we get to the second opening, which very very good. It's it's very simple, you know. It's a very simple opening, but it works. It it, it works in the sense that like, it just it shows all four writers, it shows the actors, and then it shows them being cool. That's a that's all you need. That's all you need, really. Uh. But, but, you know, then there's, you know, the insert songs, which everybody knows Karimiso. For some Karimiso. reason, everyone says... Well, for okay. some reason, everybody says Karimiso, which, you know, I, I know it's a joke, but, like, you know. I mean, okay. So the bit is that what the line <laughs> is supposed to be is gotta be strong, but it's really, Karimiso. really bad English, so he says Karimiso, which is a... <laughs> A food dish of, if I believe, like, it's spicy, like, 
it's like a spicy curry ramen. So his song is just him talking about like ramen for some reason. Spicy curry ramen. <laughs> Look, Jay, I don't want to hear mispronunciation of words after we got Keruberus. Alright? <laughs> that was some bullshit. That was actual bullshit. You cannot tell me that Japanese people can't pronounce the Cerebus. You can't tell me they can't pronounce... They can. This show is fucking with me. It really is. Like, it was... Like... I, I, I'm not gonna lie. When that first came out... Like, when he first came out and said Keruberus... I was I I, I kind of tuned it out because I didn't think that's what he was I didn't think he was saying Cerebus, and then they say it again, and I'm like, D- do you guys not actually know how to pronounce Cerebus, or are you really just fucking with me? Because <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like it really uh, you you guys are fucking with me, but um, actually what else did they? That's kind of weird because I'm thinking about thinking back about all the insert songs that I remember. <laughs> There's only th- three, no, four. There's four. Because yeah, they played also. Nepu Rider. But it was like for like five seconds. They yeah. played Kakuse, which I like a lot. I honestly, like honestly, Kakuse and Take It A Try should have been, uh, should have been switched. Take It A Try should have been the first song. Kakuse should have been the ending song, really. Like the, uh, the end fight song. I think so. Mm. Um... I, I, I don't know. I don't see Take It A Try that great. It's not really that good. For me, at least. I mean, I know it's Ricky, and I love Ricky, but I don't know. I just It, it, doesn't, it doesn't pack the same punch, you know? I feel ya. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree. I need good music. Um, Then we had, of course, Kaurimi So, um, which is weird because I, when I went into this, I, I remembered it being more Garen's theme, but they, the first time you hear it, you hear it with fucking Blade, and it's really off-putting. It's more Jack Form's theme, so. Did he use it with Jack Form? A like, little. Was, that was, the de- was that the debut? Oh, you gotta remember that. I think so. Um. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so Karamiso, love that song. Um, They played Nepu Rider for like a second. Also, can I just say... I don't know if they if they knew that this was fucking funny or not, but do we remember the episode where they were talking about the fucking motorcycle, and like Tachibana is like, oh my god, so cool. It's is it ready? And like the dude was like, do you want to take it for a drive? And like it's comedic timing that Tachibana stares up and you start hearing that fucking song. Right. It is the funniest fucking thing. It. It's honestly comedy. It's comedy timing. Because he just looks at him and it's just like, me so I'm like, what the fuck? This is great. Um, but yeah, music-wise, great. Uh, it's they kind of it's weird because I, I actually have the soundtrack downloaded. They have a lot more tracks than they use in the actual show, and I don't know why. Like not mm. not vocal tracks. I'm talking about just like OST. And I don't know why. I I mean it, I don't know. It's it's weird when it's I see that. It's a little that. weird, yeah. Kenzaki doesn't use his weird uh, uh, Wanna Be Strong song. Uh, it, guys, if you ever want to hear a, an actor try, just try, look up Wanna Be Strong by Kent from Ken. That's like that's Kenzaki's song. Look that up. You'll you'll thank me later. He tries, guys. He really tries. 
Um, but yeah, I think with that being said, I think we can go into spoiler territory, finally. Yeah, so... One of the things I really like about Blade, and one of the things that a lot of shows really don't do, is that the final villain is just kind of some guy. I mean, granted, he's not, you know, just some guy. He's, you know, he's the head of Blade, you know, he's this ultra-rich, powerful dude who's been controlling everything in the shadows and blah, blah, blah. But it's not, like, he's just, he's not really all that connected. He's just kind of there, like... You know, they don't do and, the And thing. even then, he's not really the the last villain, really. Well, he's not the final boss, but he's more or less the big bad, because everybody afterwards is just kind of like, well, there's nobody left, so now it's kind of turning for Hajime to take over the world. Um, yeah, 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 I got you. But that's the thing I liked about Blade, is that it's, you know, we don't have that moment where it's, oh, here's some... Um, you know, final ultra super powerful undead that we didn't mention that shows up when so and so happens. You know, there's it's just no, a complete CGI clusterfuck, right? You know, there's no oh, all of the other undead and blah blah blah, all of the cards fused into one awful chimera, or oh, you know, Hajime. <coughs> you know, the one thing that, you know, <laughs> Hajime you, makes an entire Sentai robot from all fifty-two undead. <laughs> Uh, oh no no what I was going to say is you know they don't do the thing where you know Hajime ends up turning evil and he becomes the real final boss like they fucking probably would have done yeah actually it, um, uh, we, we could talk a little bit about that because now we're in because spo- we're, we're in spoiler territory by the way well yeah let me, let me um, yeah, yeah. well you know that's the thing you know and, you know, they never pull the thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, God, the control... They don't pull a devil man where it goes, oh, oh, the God's the real villain. God's an asshole. He's the one who set this all they up. They don't pull Fuck an Agito where Agito punches Jesus in the face. No, yeah. So, and, you know, it's it's just, oh, the villain is Ultra 7. Okay, whatever. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the that's the fun uh, fun little trivia bit there for you. The uh, the final boss, or not final boss, the big bad of boy Blade is literally Ultra Seven. I just <laughs> I don't know why, but just hearing you say that, it's it's not that it's untrue. It's just fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of I did kind of make that abrupt, but no, yeah, it's like he it's you know it's Ultra Seven's actor, but other than that, he's just some guy. You know, he's he's kind of not really all that connected to the... Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, that's right. Well, no, he does He does get an undead form. His weirdo, like, hybrid undead bullshit. Uh, and it, <coughs> there's this awful shot he, of his, he does him, the, like... He does a Kilroy is here thing. Yeah, he, like, merges into the body, and it looks really bad. I'm putting that in the thumbnail, by the way. Please do. But no, I mean... Other than that, you know, and that's kind of like, oh, I made my own undead, so I can win the undead fight, and I well, can well, see, get... see, that's weird, because did he actually... Was that something that he made, or was that something that he fused together? Because apparently... Because I, well, I was kind of confused about that. Was, there was, it, was the, it made or fused? There were the custom undead that they had. The, the trials, like, yes. The, the trials. There were, like, the artificial undead that they built to kill the writers for reasons... Uh, which end up having intentionally failed because that was kind of his plan all along. Uh, Basically. Which is a little weird, but when you're, you know, crazy and also rich, you can just do stuff like that. Ha, Um, I was only pretending to lose. (laughs) He pulls a Doctor Doom. It's like, oh, I actually won the whole time, guys. This was my plan. (laughs) 
My plan was just for you to kick my ass, obviously. Mm. Yeah, but no, uh... Other... No, uh, fuck, um... They had mentioned early on that, like, oh, he had these, uh... These undead cards that he was just holding on to. And he was fucking around with them, and he made his own, like, hybrid undead. And then they kicked its ass. It's like, well, I'm going to... I'm gonna shove a fucking card reader into my arm and become, like, a cyberpunk warrior... And then I'm gonna scan the card, and then that's how I kind of fused with it. It's kind of weird. It 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 is, especially since it looks like it was literally just duct taped to his arm. It it looked like they don't really like do a close up on it, but like you can see like the wires and shit like hanging out of it and like coming in and out through his arm. But also like you can very clearly see where the prop starts and the prop starts because it's like it's very 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 much lighter than his actual skin and it's like there's a very obvious seam so it's well it's all right you know. little little did we know injecting a card writer also gives you a bit of lego mm-hmm. but um but yeah so after they basically i mean he he gets he doesn't even get beaten by like he gets beaten by them but he doesn't get killed by the writers he gets killed by one of the category kings which is really interesting yeah he like, gets he just killed gets de- like he gets sliced Oh my god, he gets literally cut in half. It's pretty, uh, pretty brutal. It is. It's fucking great. Um, but yeah, so then after that, we actually start getting into, like, the final phase where, like, you know, where we got, um, we got, um, what do you call it? We got everybody, actually, no, he, it was Mutsuki who beat Category King, right? Or was it somebody else? Uh... No, that was uh, Garrett. Oh, no, that was Tachibana. I forgot. No, yeah. that, Who am I thinking of then? Who, who did he beat? Oh, uh, the well, No, yeah, they, they unsealed uh, his ace so he could kick its ass so he would stop being possessed. <laughs> so he can stop being a bitch. I'm yeah. sorry, he didn't. But anyways, um, so we start learning a little bit more about what it is. And as we were mentioning before, Joker. So Hajime is a Joker. What a Joker is, and I think you already mentioned this, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of went into it a little bit where... um. They, it turns out about halfway through that Hajime is the Joker. You know, he's the 53rd card. He's the 53rd undead. And, well, they don't really explain what exactly the deal with the Joker is, just that the other undead hate him. Uh, as it's ultimately revealed is that if he's the last one standing, the whole Earth just gets fucking destroyed. Uh, everyone Basically. dies. Rocks fall, everyone dies, and it restarts. Um, and now you hear that, and you think automatically, oh, man, it's going to just turn him evil or he was already evil the whole time. No, it actually takes a really cool twist in the sense that he does start summoning monsters, but not of his own volition. Well, he s- not, even says himself It's not even him. It's like a weird it. monolith, God, not God thing. Whatever yeah, like it forces him to do it. And like he even says himself, like, I'm not doing it because I want to. It's literally just being forced out of me. Yeah, and I and then, love that idea because he is the final villain that does not want to be a final villain, and I I don't know that's just really interesting. And he makes that's kind of like the whole end to his whole character arc. There is that you know oh he wanted to become a human because he knew that it would destroy the world, and he's ended up liking humans and he wants to live with them, and that's why he's trying to stop being the Joker there. And admittedly, they ultimately reveal that like a lot of his whole wanting to become a human thing was part of a. A very like uh, a just as planned moment by one of the uh, the human undead, who like let himself get beaten and resealed by uh, Chalice, 
or Hajime, by the Joker there at the beginning, because he knew he would take his human form, and it's like, oh, well, now I can fuck with you, because I have weirdo psychic powers for some reason that are never explained. Uh, but it ends up being, like, an elaborate, like, just-as-planned moment where he entirely wanted him to turn good, and then he ended up turning good. Yeah, and he really did want to be, you know, a human. And that can lead us into Kenzaki. As, and as I said before, he was somebody who wanted to help someone to a fault. And that one and one of those people was Hajime. Because the entire time when he was told Hajime can literally destroy the fucking world, he wanted to find a way to help. He wanted to find a way to save him. And he did in a way that, honestly, I, I'm going to say this right now. If he died, I don't think it would have had as much of an impact. I think the way they did it hits harder than if he had died. Mm-hmm. But, like, personally, I think... So what he does is he gets King Form. As we know now, King Form is the final form. I think everyone's, have, everyone's seen King Form, whether you've watched the show or not. So yeah. we, he, he gets King Form, and we learn through the show that King Form, since he's fusing so well with the undead, he's literally turning into an undead, a.k.a. a second Joker. Which so what he d- is weirdly oh, like unintentionally foreshadowed in like the second episode, because there's this moment yeah. where um, Hiroshi's dicking around on the the computer they got, where you know they have the thing that lets them track the undead, the undead uh-huh. tracker, the the machine that tracks the undead, for tracking of the undead, you know. And it's like, oh well, what was? It's like, well, I figured out the undead. password and it was double Joker, and they're like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that that was something. That 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 actually that actually caught me off guard when I heard that. I was like, "Oh shit, what?" And whether that was always intended to be there or that was like that was an idea that the the other writer picked up on. I I yeah, you know, we don't really know. I mean, to be fair, like it had there's a lot of little things that kind of lead me to for, like what the fuck? Like little foreshadowing things. I mean, like this one was probably unintentional, but look at that fucking blood stain and tell me. Tell me what that, that fucking looks like. Mm a big old fucking J on his face. I'm like, you did that on purpose. I swear to God. Oh, that, that like, I, I don't want to like be fucking conspiracy theorists, but that's a fucking J. Like, that's I mean, Joker right there. I don't even remember when that was. When was that? That wasn't the last. That was like in the last episode. Oh yeah. That oh was basically, yeah. That, they basically labeled. They, they basically put the label on him. Like, yeah. That's, well, that's I mean, that, at that point, that was, like, the last episode. That was... They already knew that. Probably. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't think you knew how it was going to end. And I think that kind of, like, hinted, yeah, this is going to yeah. happen. Oh, yeah, I mean, we can get into the end there. Uh, um, um, but, yeah, so, as we learned, there is no... As soon as they seal the last undead, because Tachibana-san dies. <clears throat> and then comes back because he got better. Uh, which, by the way, one of the coolest fucking broken helmet scenes in the world. Uh, then they seal, then they seal Mutsuki's category ace. Oh no, it was, it was, uh, category ace and then king. I'm sorry, I'm getting my, yeah. my timeline mixed up. So they seal king, Hajime is the last one. He is the joker, he is the one! And nothing happened at first, and then big old fucking cockroaches started coming around because of the monolith. Mm-hmm. So Kenzaki has an option to seal Hajime away, therefore... Wait, see, I, I don't think they actually mentioned what would happen if he won because this is before anything about any like any undead thing is like what would happen if he had won and he didn't turn into an undead. Well, 
What do you mean, do Kitsaki? Yeah. Like, well, would he have gotten the wish, too? Because... No, I because guess. he's not in Dead, so he doesn't count. Plus, by that so point, then what would happen? The, the fight was already over. Like, Because uh, the thing is, you know... The, the reason why I love Blade's ending is because they de- they don't pull the, the pick-a-third-option ass-pull like, like a lot of shows do. There, where, there's no super happy ending. No, yeah. They, you know, they establish you either have to do this or you can be insane and do this. That would still technically save everybody, but it's going to be one or the other here. Either well, well, you have because they didn't because they because up to a point you didn't actually know that the second option was even viable until the last episode. And well, as, as we keep as we keep I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Well, yeah, that that's the thing too is that I mean, they don't even consider that there's a second option. It was Kenzaki's like, "Dude, there's got to be a second option. I don't want to have to seal Hajime. He's such a cool guy." I get it. He's literally destroying the world right now, and he can't. But stop he's a it. cool dude. He kills aliens and doesn't afraid of anything, man. Come but on. he's but he's our best friend. Possibly, even though maybe. he punched me, even though multiple he, times, even though in my my fucking uh oh best flash of friends to good flash, memories, the first he memory he thinks of is him getting punched. I fucking love. I oh. laughed out loud when that happened. Oh no, yeah, um, it's, it's actually funny. It's uh, so good. Um. So, the second option that nobody really noticed, and again, as we said, the more he uses king form, the more he turned into an undead. And towards the end, he's starting to use king form on just small fry for no fucking reason. Until yeah. we know. They, until it, he starts... Oh, I'm sorry. They don't really point that out. Where they, they mention it way, way before the finale, where if you keep con- using king form one time, you're going to become an undead. And then in like the last couple of episodes, he's just spamming King form, and everybody's like, "Dude, they kind of do that really strategically." Where like they mentioned it when he first got it, and then they kind of don't say anything just to just to make you forget about that until they bring it up again. That's I don't know I don't know if that was intentional or what, but that was really fucking smart. It kind of feels that way. So and then you know and then he's you know he's spam like we mentioned he's spamming it there on like the literally who mooks get mook guys. And they're like the black roaches. Is there something wrong with you, dude? You're you're going way too strong in these guys. Are you it's a like, fucking it, spurg? It's it's fine. Yeah, you know, because they, it's they cool, bro. He's this entire time. He's like, there's got to be a second way we can do this. And then he's kind of like, I might have a way. I might have a way, guys. And they're like, what are you insane? You have to either seal him or we all die. And he's like, yeah. Okay. And it's it's funny because. The, it's kind of ingenious, honestly, because as we know, if the jo- if the Joker's the last one standing, well, he wins. But if there's another undead that comes out of fucking nowhere, the war starts all over again. And that's the so, thing is that uh, they even think about that. It's like, well, why don't we just unseal another undead and that way it starts? Exactly. And then they even try that. It's like, yeah, it won't work. They, they were the, the fight's already over, guys. I've already won. We can't just start it again. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Until again, as we said, Kenzaki and uh, Kenzaki and fucking Hajime start fighting, and they just start being the ever-loving shit out of each other while Kenzaki's in king form, mm. and at the very end Kenzaki doesn't bleed red he bleeds green and as we've seen undead bleed green yeah he and he, he turns into a it. fucking joker he turns himself into an undead 
and everybody's like, oh my god, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? And he's like, listen, I did what I had to do, I needed to save everybody, and I don't care what the end result was. And Hajime's like, dude, listen, I don't think I don't think you thought this through the whole way. Like you know, we do have to fight now, right? It's like you know, it's fine. I got it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna disappear. I'm just gonna fuck off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go somewhere you'll never find me. I'm gonna go live in like Africa or something. I don't know. I think one of the books mentions he's in Africa or something. Um, you can stay here. You can pretend to be a human. Live your life. Be fun. Be have friends with everybody. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go live my life out here because you technically. Because technically, he, I mean, I don't, they, they don't really mention it, but it's kind of hinted, like, Hajime has more family to lose than Kenzaki, because Kenzaki really doesn't have anybody. Like, yeah, he has, like, he, like Hiroshi and Kotaro, but, like, really, he's not really going to lose anything if he goes away. No, not really. I mean, he has no real attachments, and that's, that's kind of what his, uh, why he's so apprehensive to stopping and sealing Hajime there, is that, like, well, I mean, not only is he, like, a friend, but, you know, there's Amane and there's, you know, all these other guys and all this stuff. And it's... Yeah, there's a weird camaraderie between both of them. I mean, as fellow writers, of course. Um, mm. And, yeah, and at least to one, legitimately, honestly, like, when that fir- when he first turned himself into an undead, my, my heart was just like, oh, fuck. And then it leads, everybody says it. Everybody shows the picture. Everybody memes it up. Listen. That motherfucking bench, man. The bench. Look, let's not... I'm going to say this now. Let's not talk about the bench. You know what? Yeah. That, I'm going to leave what? it like that. Because, the, honest the to ben- God... There, you've already heard of the bench scene. You've already seen the bench picture with the anti-homeless bar on it. Because that's what it is. It's not It's not a hand rest. It's one of those anti-homeless bars. <laughs> You've seen the se- you've seen the picture. If you know the scene, you know the scene. If you don't, you need to watch the show because knowing the scene ahead of time really it just really work. lessens the impact of the scene. I I will say this though, it the the scene itself and and I'll say and the ending itself honestly, it didn't make me misty eyed. It didn't make me depressed. It just left me with this weird fucking feeling of just like, fuck, man. Like it just it hits you. It's like it doesn't make you. It doesn't make you cry. It doesn't make you sad. It just, it gut punches you in a way that like not many things really do. It's very heavily bittersweet, where oh yeah, because the the thing is like, it starts off. And again, I'm not going into the specifics, but it starts off like you said, sweet. And then it just, it fuck, it, it starts off in the sense that it makes it seem like, oh, everything's going back to normal, whatever. And then, fuck you. Just, yeah. boom. And it's, it, honestly, again, I, like Jay said, I do not want to spoil, again, it's, it's one of those weird things where, it's one of those endings I can't spoil. Like, with something like Kuga, you know how it ends. With something like Agito and Deno, we know how that ends. With this, it's one of those things where, if you know it, you if you know it before, like Jay said, if you know it before, it just won't it just won't hit you the way the same way. And going into this, because again, I I went into this like semi blind because I haven't seen Blade legitimately over a decade. So 
I forgot everything. So seeing this this scene again in the way that it's done, especially now with now that I can actually understand the fucking show, it just it hits you on a whole different level. And it's like that's how you end a fucking show. That is how you that's how you show your audience. Sometimes the bad guys lose and sometimes the good guys lose. This is the point where technically both are true. And I think I think the reason it's so effective and it's so it hits you the right way is because the show doesn't try like I mentioned, it doesn't try the oh, let's pick a third option out of nowhere where suddenly, you know, we've established that there is literally no other alternative here until there's something Yeah, exactly. Ends. It doesn't like it's like with double where the show established pretty immediately we have to do this and I'm going to die if I do it. Philip Shotaro, I, Philip, am going to die if we do this. Or we can let everybody else die. And then suddenly at the very end, after, you know, they do it, and Philip dies. Yeah, it doesn't oh, come out. Like, I'm just alive again. Or with fucking... Yeah, like, uh, like it, it kind of leads you to believe that they might cop out, because, oh, ha- like, Tachibana didn't actually die. And Mutsuki survived his fucking little thing. They lead you to think that there can be a cop-out. There's gonna be something that's like, no... This actually, this is there's a there's a third option that can leave everybody happy. No, that, that I think that's probably the smartest thing they did. They make you believe that there's a cop out, only to actually shit on you and be like, no, no, this is how it goes, bud. This is this is <laughs> reality, kids. You don't you don't get your magic happy ending. No, sometimes the bad ending. And, and again, I think it works so well because, as I mentioned before, it works so well because of who it happened to, because of who it happened to. It works because Kenzaki is such a nice guy. He is such a let's. I'll, I'll call him how I how I see it. He is such a writer. He is a common writer to a T. He is like that, the typical. He, he is the the poster child. What you of think what of? What you a think writer of. should be beyond like even like the show like next to the show. He he stands as like a solid show writer. Honestly. Yeah. He, exactly. Like. Honestly, the ending is something that could be straight out of a fucking Showa. Oh my god! Yeah, like honestly. honest to god, like like this. I, I think the best way you could probably say it is like Blade is like a Showa. It's a Showa writer series with a lot of Heisei and modern sensibilities done fucking perfectly. And again, because Kenzaki is such again, like we said, such a poster boy for what a writer should be, the ending and what happens to him and what happens at the end. Again, like we said, it just hits. It just makes you feel. It, it makes you feel, not like shit. It makes you just feel like, damn, that, that's how the fuck. Like you, you kind of like just get in shock. Like again, I didn't like. I'm not. I'm not saying this to be like a tough guy. I'm just saying like, I didn't cry. I just felt, like I got punched. The, I got punched in the fucking heart. And it and it it works, man. It really does fucking work. I, I, I think, honestly, I, I feel like a lot of people dismiss Blade because of what happened with the subs. And that's and that's, why, what's, that's one of the biggest reasons why we spent so long talking about them. Because, honest to God, guys, if you watch Blade with the TV Nihon subs, or even the Scrubs, please, I implore you, go watch this. Go watch it with these subs, because it helps and it makes the show so much fucking better. Yeah, honestly, 
it really does this show this is one of those shows where if you've already seen it give it a watch again now that you can watch it with you know decent translation and good video quality and if you haven't i mean now is the perfect time to start now, now that you can watch it without trying to figure out which t- which pixel is tachibana now, now you can watch it, and you're trying to figure out where the fuck Tachimono's mind control powers went. Because remember, oh my God. because apparently he has mind control powers, and that's why, uh, that's why the board chief was evil for an arc, and not you know the, the fucking undead. Yeah. <laughs> um. But but like um, but like in um in some, like final thoughts. Final thoughts for me, honestly, guys, and this is coming from me. Like, after rewatching it, after actually giving it a super rewatch, after, you know, with, with the good subs, honestly, dude, this is my top five. This is my top five right now. Like, I, I, would, I would say it's my number three, honest to God. It's my number three right now. Like, Kuga, Agito, and Blade. That's, that's my top three at the moment because it just, it works. It, it just works because... The show, again, the show has problems. Let's be honest. It does have some problems. It does have the whole 12 episodes of bad acting and weird writing and all that. It has it, yes. But once you get past that, you honestly get one of the, one of my favorite fucking shows. Like, I, I, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Jay, when I was, like, putting my fucking thoughts in the server. Like, there was points where I didn't even want to, I didn't want to even like post in the server because I was just glued. I was legitimately glued to my fucking like screen. I was like, no, I I need to keep watching. Oh no, like, I it's was great. I was exactly the same way. I really only stopped because like, oh haha, here's something funny I want to post because I like I'm that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like or like you know for work or anything, but like for legitimately, I couldn't stop watching. Like it, it's it's something where it's like if you sit down. You'll probably end up finishing it and not realizing, oh shit, it's the next day. It's 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 good, man. Like, like like Jay said, if you haven't seen it, just watch it, man. It's it's legitimately one of the best fucking writer shows, like I've ever seen. It really is. I would probably um, put it in my top five. Uh, obviously, there's shows I like more, but those have more. Uh, well, I've gone over that. I'm fucking obsessed with O's, and I think Agito. I do think Agito is still a better show, but Bill, Bill, yeah, Bill, Bre- what's this show called again? Blade. Blade. Is, Brave. Blade is better written than Agito, but I think Agito overall is a more solid show in a couple of different apartments. But I would definitely say Blade is probably top three, top five, if not. Yeah, like like I said, for for me, like like I said, my top three is Kuga, Agito, and Blade. Like Blade is my solid number three, and I don't think it's gonna be knocked down any fucking time soon because, like, how do you top a show like this? Like, I, honest to God, like I like I love this show so much, especially now with the new subs and everything. I just I can't. It's 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 great. It's made me a fan for life, and I, and it's weird because, um, going into this. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I mentioned this before because I probably have, but I forgot in the waves of screenshots I've put up. Um, but like I mentioned this before, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but I but I'll mention it now. 
I've kind of been so desensitized to certain, like, writer shows. Like, after x and after Build and after Zeo, it just felt like, ugh. But then being able to go back to Blade, it's like, fuck yeah. Th this is why I love Ryder. This right here. If, if, if nothing else, take that as my fucking recommendation. Mm. Uh, but yeah, what, uh, what are, like, what are your final thoughts, Shay? You got, just give some of yours. I mean, I, I don't really know how to put it. I've never been that good at that point, but, uh, I mean, it's one of the, one of the best casts, honestly. Great story, uh, hiccups and all. Uh, music's pretty good. Suits are all really good. They got, uh, you can, you, there's a lot of points where you can tell, uh, you can see the similarities with um, the suits from like Kabuto and Deno because you know it's all the same guy, of course. Like uh, like Joker Undead looks almost identical to Momotaris at some points, especially with. Oh the, yeah. He's got like the same mouth. And I mean, eyes. there's time. There's times where you can where you can kind of see like them reusing some helmets from Agito. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities to a lot of other shows and earlier shows too. It really is probably the best show overall of the pre-decade shows. I obviously I like Agito a little bit more, but that's more of a personal opinion. Um, yeah, I get you. It's definitely like top three of the the Heisei writers in in general, honestly. Uh, honestly, I I kind I'm I'm really sad that the show did as bad as it did because again, it's just. It's so good. Like, I don't know. I, again, I don't understand, obviously, you know, how how Japan, you know, really works in, to in terms of, um, like, in terms of, like, what they like and what they don't like. You know, I'm not Japanese. I do not understand. I don't understand the type of culture. So maybe to them, this is just shit. Maybe to them, this is garbage. But to me, like, this is legitimately one of the greatest shows in Toku. And that, I mean, again, I, I've already given my final thoughts, but legitimately, guys, just just go fucking watch it. Don't just stop listening. Go watch it. Just watch it already. We're we're done talking. Just go watch it. Karamiso. Karamiso. All right. So with that being said, let's uh, do this wheel. Do the wheel to spin the thing. I I don't remember my own bit that I was doing. Spinning wheel. Like a like spinning a wheel. Like a spinning wheel. Top spin. Nah, 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 Sometimes an exciting guy just... He just needs a little bit of flatness. Flat is justice. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let me just... Uh, snippy snoo. This jippy doo. The fuck did I just say? I don't know. I, I think I was trying to rhyme snippy snoo with something and I don't... And, Snippity Words doo, came out. Doopity doo, doo, snippy snoo. Uh, as you can tell, I'm extremely professional because I use snipping tool. Exactly. I don't use 
No, you, gotta, uh, you gotta hit F12 to take a, like a screen. No, it's print screen. I don't know why I said it was F12. That's Steam. You hit print screen, and then you open MS Paint, and then you erase oh everything, God. and then you save it that way. Oh, oh so, so I want to just... <laughs> I just erase everything. I just erase the entire wheel and just leave the fucking uh, oh. thing. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me let me uh. Oh. 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 Well, this is gonna be easy because it's what six episodes, twelve episodes. Oh fuck! It's twelve episodes. Fucking finally, yeah. We're doing. Gridman. Gridman. We're not doing the original yet, but we're doing. Fuck that! I ain't doing that. Fuck you. I hope. I hope. I hope you enjoy being fucking confused watching this show. Then. I mean. Yeah. I mean, do I have to watch the original to get this? Hmm. I mean, the only. I think the only thing well... that I'm kind of missing is like. Baby Don Don and the original suit. Okay, I'll put it like this. There's going to be a lot of stuff that doesn't make too much sense overall if you don't. But at the same time, it's not, like, super required. It's just going to be like, what the fuck was this thing? Where did this come from? Etc, etc. Why is this a thing? Why, why, why does he suddenly have so-and-so... Stuff like, like, what is this supposed to be? Who is this kind of thing? But at the same time, you can definitely watch through the show without having to watch the original. Well, that being right. said, you're going, way, to, you're going to probably enjoy it a little bit more if you do it first. But I we mean, can it, get... If it, has ba- it doesn't, if it has baby Don Don, I'll be happy. Well, I'm not going to spoil That's it. all I need. I'm but, not um... Well, actually, Jay, I was going to say, uh, ju- just to... Just for some, uh... Just for some fun. Have you watched Ryuki by any chance? Um, I started watching it recently. I haven't got a chance to actually get into it. I'm only a couple of episodes in. Man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you haven't finished it because fuck. Um, we were this close to having to watch an entire fucking series again. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we're going to have to do that again again. But this one's only 10 episodes. Well, well I mean, this is, this is like 12 episodes. It's going to be easy. That's true. I, I don't think I can handle another 50-episode series right now. Oh, my God. Remember when we did Kiva and then, like, what, Deno, like, immediately afterwards? Oh, my God. See, I at least remembered everything from Kiva and Deno. I remembered that. Like, I had to rewatch Blade because it's legitimately been a decade since I've seen it. That's true. Um, But, yeah, with that being said... Thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard, please give us a follow. Give us a comment rating on iTunes and whatever Spotify has. Uh, I don't know. Give us a spot check on Spotify. I don't fucking know what they call it. Tell us us you like listening on Spotify somehow. I don't know. Send us an email. I I don't know. and if you want to join the server, server's down below. I should just say, I should say this like at the beginning, honestly. Uh, Probably. And uh, next week, as we said, it's gonna be. There's gotta be a better way to fucking say that. The Superhuman uh, Samurai Cyber Squad Gridman. It's SSSS dot Gridman, which is not any easier to say. So I just say the Gridman anime. It's because I'm not a weirdo. Gridman. Scrib. We have a lot of baby Don Don, hopefully.
So, we'll see you guys... Eventually. Maybe. Bye-bye. Bye.